Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm holding it in my hands. You can see it, right, Diesel? Beautiful. The blood and guts, how tight ends save football by Ty Dunn. But on the book, it's Tyler Dunn. Because when you write a book this good, you got to go formal and strong. And Mr. Dunn joins us now on the show. The book is available on hardcover wherever you get or order your books. Congratulations, Ty. This is exciting, man. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's uh, got it. You know, it really was a passion project in, in every sense of it. Uh, every day, every week, every month. I, I cannot tell you how freaking fun it was to hang out with, with Mike Gitka, Tony Gonzalez, Jeremy Shockey. All of these guys were just, just wild, unbelievably generous with their time. And, yeah, as people are going to find out, the, the, the sport is alive and well at, at tight end. And, you know, it starts off as a tight end book, but I think you're going to find out a lot about yourself as a human being uh, the more you learn about these guys. I'm into it. It's excellent, as, as would be expected, not just thoroughly and beautifully reported, but incredibly well written. Why this, Ty, you've written a lot of incredible work. You have a lot of access to people around the National Football League. What was it about this topic that made it a passion project for you? It, it really did start in, in trying to figure out, like, why do we love football? And it's, it, it's the <sighs> high-intensity environment. It's the high-stakes environment. It's, it's playing under the lights in high school football. It's, it's 80,000 screaming fans at the professional level when it's third and eight. The world is watching. All the pressure's on you, and you've got to deliver – it's as George Kittle said, you know, there's not many professions where you just go get into a fight at a training camp practice and, you know, forearms shiver your friends, and then you go inside, slip into a cold tub, and talk about each other's families. You know, you, you don't necessarily get that in, in day-to-day jobs, typically. So this is a rare world. Um, only a select few can really step into this realm when you think about it because of that element of risk, right? I think we need to acknowledge the fact that football is unsafe, um, that's okay, right? It's not baseball, basketball. It, it's not other sports. It's, it's different. And, and these really are sort of modern-day gladiators that, that take it on. And I, I, I wanted to kind of figure out how this can be saved because it does seem like maybe things are changing these last few years, that, that the overcorrection is real. It's, it's a little worrisome. And so where is it saved? Well, you know, the trenches, of course, and you know, they got to hit each other 60, 70, 80 times. Um, but if you had a good game as an offensive guard, nobody talked about you for three hours. So the tight end has to do that stuff. You know, that's inherent to their job, their profession. Um, yet they're extremely visible. You know, they're that player that has to catch that ball on third and long. And they're 
dancing like crazy in the end zone. This is where you find the, the most authentic personalities in the sport itself. So, yeah, I, I guess that's kind of what set me off to, to head down to, to Mike Dick's golf course and, uh, you know, Gonzalez and talk to Gronk and Kittle and Ozzie Newsome, all these guys. And as people will find out, you know, their stories really do intertwine and, and they really were uniquely qualified because of their life experiences to be the ones who saved the sport. Ty Dunn here on the show. Ty, you are now the tight end expert in NFL media. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Who is the greatest tight end in NFL history? It is Mr. Rob Gronkowski. And I know I'm 35. I'm bald and have a beard and have a family, so maybe I look older than that. I promise it's not recency bias. I, I really do think when you study the history of the game, what makes it great, what makes the position great, I mean, obviously, at the position, Gronk does it all. Uh, he is bludgeoning everything that moves as a blocker and, and as a receiver. But for me, it, it does kind of run deeper than that. right? He, he, he just preserved uh, an authenticity to the game. And think about where he did it. You know, He goes to New England. He goes to Bill Belichick. He goes to a place where we all think they're a bunch of robots that just kind of uh, are, are pre-programmed to play a certain way and think a certain way and, and, and Rob Gronkowski is none of that. You know, he, he, he is somebody who, when they lose a Super Bowl, is still going to that after party and popping the shirt, even though he had the ankle injury. And the entire country just can't understand why. Ex-Patriots are ripping him left and right. And what did Rob Gronkowski do? He didn't change a damn thing. He continued to live his life. <laughs> the summer of Gronk kicked off. Um, he's partying with Waka Flocka Flaming and everything. It, he, he made sure that he had a good time while he was getting his – getting his as a football player, I think that's important. I mean, I, I really do think that this is a game, it's a sport, and, and he found a way to play hard, work harder, live like there's no tomorrow. And in a lot of ways, you know, when he was a kid here in Western New York, uh, he idolized Jeremy Shockey, and that's, that's the guy we hung out with too for the book down in Miami. And, and Shockey was all this. He just, you know, beat himself to a pulp. Uh, he just wasn't able to laugh physically with the way he played. Grunt kind of took that blueprint and just, shoved it into a cannon and lit the fuse. Ty Dunn here on the show, the author of The Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football. One last one for you on this topic. I'm so interested. Is Obviously today, because of the nature of just how NFL offenses work, tight ends are offensive weapons in a lot of cases. I mean, look at Travis Kelsey. There's a ton of examples. You brought up Gronk. Is there a tight end that you talked to who was the person who blazed that trail, who was instrumental in changing the way the tight end position played. No doubt about it. I think it would be number two in, in my book. And, heck, I, I'd, I'd really struggle. I can see the case for making this tight end number one. It's Tony Gonzalez. Uh, what, what Tony Gonzalez did, he didn't just evolve the tight end position. I, I really do think he evolved offensive football itself. And uh, he really gets into it in blood and guts. And, actually, we have a, an excerpt from that chapter, a, a chunk of that chapter is up at SI.com, kind of detailing a showdown that kind of forced this evolution. But, you know, when he was at Kansas City, um, he's, he's getting his, he's getting, he's getting good numbers, he's making Pro Bowls, all that stuff. Uh, but I didn't really realize, you know, that, that greatest show on turf offense wasn't tight end friendly. It, it was about the receivers, and Trent Green was pretty blunt uh, with him day one and said, hey, you know, I love your game, but this offense, we're getting the ball to the receivers. Dick Vermeil pretty much said the same thing. Um, so he's, it's not like he was fed the rock like the elite tight ends of today. Uh, and eventually, you know, that staff leaves. He's got some terrible quarterbacks throwing him the ball. 
He gets to Atlanta. His offensive coordinator is Mike Malarkey, who is, you know, a, a very good tight end coach. Um, coached some of the best himself. We have a, ch- a chapter on Mark Bruner and what it's like to live that 12-round fight. I mean, that, that stuff matters to the soul of the game. But this was a doomed, arranged marriage. Uh, Gonzalez is thinking, why did this guy trade for me? Why did this team trade for me when we're sitting here watching film one-on-one of uh, Mark Bruner clips? And he's telling me I got to live in the trenches, you know, and, and block all the time. And Mike Malarkey's kind of thinking the same thing. Like, this isn't what I wanted, <laughs> Falcon, Falcon's front office. I, I wanted a blocking tight end. And uh, they clashed again and again and again, and it kind of reached his head um, week 17 of a game in Tampa Bay, Raymond James Stadium, where Tony Gonzalez is stuck on reception 999. Uh, there's really nothing else to play for. I mean, Malarkey would definitely dispute that. He did in our conversation. He said, look, Atlanta never had back-to-back winning seasons. We're trying to win the game. Um, but there weren't exactly a lot of balls thrown Tony Gonzalez's direction. Remember, Matt Ryan's pretty young. He's not going to go rogue. It was still the last drive when a ball went to Tony Gonzalez, and then, you know, there was pressure. Ryan couldn't even get the pass off. Um, and they get inside the locker room. Gonzalez, Malarkey meet eye-to-eye, and uh, I guess we'll just cut it off right there. People can buy five blood and guts and see what happens. <laughs> I, dude, I and I, I haven't been around Tony Gonzalez a little bit early in my reporting career. I cannot wait to get to that anecdote. Uh, Ty Dunn here on the show. Ty, turning our attention to this year's NFL season, are you buying stock in and believing it all in one or both of the New York uh, NFL teams? Gosh, I love this question. Man, you could wrap your brain around this for hours. I, I, I am the Giants, and I, it's weird to say that because I feel like we were just talking last year about this franchise just being an abomination, right, with Dave Gettleman, Joe Judge, and just the, the lunacy of, of running it back in any sense with anybody in-house. So you have to give the ownership group credit for fumigating the building because this is what you get, right? If you're willing to find independent football thinkers with no ties to the organization like Brian Dayball, like Joe Shane, they're coming in with fresh ideas. They're coming in with a new plan. You're not just going to keep banging your head against the wall internally we forget that watching football we were so caught up in in numbers and stats and just visuals and what we see on a sunday you know there's there's six other days to a week where an operation needs to be run correctly the, the giants had so many issues so to, to bring in some general competence i think this is what you're seeing they don't even have the players yet i mean they have some good players they have a good core group of guys but i really feel like they're just squeezing every ounce of talent out of what they have to get these wins and God, I just imagine when they get out of salary cap hell and they, they find their quarterback of the future. I mean, maybe it's Daniel Jones, but, you know, I think he's probably got a ball out and then some to, to be that guy. Once they get their players, this is going to be a perennial winner. I, I love it. Ty Dunn here on the show. Ty, who's got a, a who has, have bright, has brighter prospects for this season as an individual on a team? Is it Tom Brady and the group he leads or is it Aaron Rodgers and the group he leads? I'd go Tom Brady. You know, for many reasons, he's done it. I mean, he's just defied logic at his age. And the last thing you ever want to do is, is count him out. Um, I, obviously, he's going through some serious life stuff, and we forget these guys are human beings. You, you have to assume that whatever's going on with this reported divorce, it, it, it's, these guys are human beings. You can't compartmentalize everything. Um, so if, if he works through whatever he's working through and they get healthier – I, I still like Tampa Bay, you know, because they've been there, they've done that, they've got a ton of talent around the quarterback. 
Um, and Green Bay is just, man, I, I really did think that the defense had a shot to be elite. Uh, you, you draft that many first-rounders. Um, you've got the best nose tackle in football in Kenny Clark. You've got a playmaking linebacker, Devondre Campbell. Um, an, an elite secondary on paper. I think they really thought they could lean on that, right? lean on the ground game, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and then if Aaron Rodgers could just you know, make those pinpoint throws in the fourth quarter, they could win some close games in January for a change. I, I wasn't really one of those guys just thinking, writing them off without Devontae Adams. They, why, why would you do the same thing again and again? Try something different. Try to win that back alley brawl of a game. Um, but I think the miscalculation is that the defense just hasn't been at, as good as they thought. Um, whether it's the head coach or the quarterback, it's a crime that Aaron Jones gets nine carries in a football game. I mean, he's your best player. Uh, is, is Rodgers changing plays at the line? We know he has carte blanche, right? This, this is his offense. Uh, he, he can kind of do what he pleases. So whether it's him, whether it's the coach, they've got to they've got to lean on the run game. And, and Aaron Rodgers is just he looks like an older quarterback. He looks like Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and everybody but Tom Brady started to resemble, and that's not a bad thing, right? Manning won a Super Bowl, but he had a, a historic defense to help out there, and, and Drew Brees had a really, really good defense with the Saints in 2020. Since Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that, just the, the slightly regressing, fading athleticism, arm strength, all that stuff is, is starting to show. So he said he needed to play, what, a quote-unquote, a tick better. I think if he was being honest with himself, he needs to play substantially better now if, if they're going to go on a run. Ty, make sense of me if you if you can make sense for for all of us. What on God's green earth is happening right now in Denver with the head coach, the quarterback, and the organization? Oh my goodness! It <laughs> it, it it really seems like you had two absolute football junkies, you know, joining forces. Where I've talked to Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, both. I mean it. You know, we, we can make fun of all these Subway ads all we want. They are ridiculous, and, and nothing gets more cringy than those. I, he, it just A lot of what he does seems phony and disingenuous and, and just strange. But you, you can't argue that Russell Wilson just pours himself into the profession, into quarterback play. He, he's as devoted as they come. And, and, and Hackett seemed like that same guy. I mean, Aaron Rodgers in that building, that, that's who he loved. I mean, they had an unbelievably close relationship. No, how much of Hackett? What was a reason for Rodgers' back-to-back MVPs? We don't know. Who the heck knows? But it just seemed like a perfect marriage. I think what we're seeing, though, is this is a team that wanted Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they, they hired Nathaniel Hackett. I don't care what they say, um, with the idea of having a realistic shot at acquiring Aaron Rodgers. And when they couldn't do that, uh, they pivoted. They went to Russell Wilson. It made sense, right? They've got a really good defense. I mean, Russell wasn't great last year, but he, he sure was two years ago. And I, I, I can't explain it. I mean, he's just missing wide-open receivers. He's not even seeing them. Um, some of the play calls have been bizarre. The, the, the clock management, the game management, this looks like a, a coach who's never been a head coach. And I, I think at this rate, what's going to happen is Russell wins, right? I mean, somebody's got to be held accountable. He's the one making all that money. Uh, if, if heads are going to roll, it's, it's going to be the head coach. And good luck finding a an offensive mastermind that's going to want to take on that situation in 2023.
It is it is such a bizarre situation. Uh, he is Ty Dunn. He is the author of The Blood and Guts, How Tight End Safe Football, available in hardback. Now, get it, buy it, read it, enjoy it, love it. It is phenomenal, just like he is. Ty, appreciate you, buddy. Congratulations. The book is outstanding. I can't wait to finish it, and I'm really glad you're able to come on and talk about it and the NFL with us today. No, thank you, as always. Always love to, to catch up, man. Really appreciate the opportunity, and and appreciate everybody out there adding blood and guts to the library. Thanks so much. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 